It's after midnight, and time for the hyenas, a tale of India. Part two, Montal, chapter seven. Rapidly you move into the forest. Lances of moonlight shoot through the leaf cover, illuminating the dark, a primeval dark, darkness without end, an interior darkness, a darkness without soul, a darkness infinitely impenetrable, impervious to your foolish, your futile glances. The hyenas are there, yet where? Not here and not now, but somewhere always beyond, in the lustrous finality of the night, within the urgencies of that desire, springing into being, nauseating, livery, their livery backs striped, perhaps with the future, with the future of their travels, their travails, with the deaths they eat, with their deaths, that desire, that blood, the teeth, grins, a stirring in the brush. The battered rifle settles smoothly against the armpit, the finger adroitly crooked. Belch fire, spit your tooth, the cry, then silence. Run. Folding back the leaf cover, you see the quick curled form, death lying dead, the dog-like form, a dark crystal, a black furred clot of saliva and blood, the dead hyena illumined by the moonlight, the eyes clogged with seeing, the fangs pressed against the lower lip, the jaw, the ears cocked back, soundless without music or laughter. You bend with the pronged blade and cut the snout, hacking calmly off. The stench is bad from the bristled heraldic back. You drop the black, red end of flesh into the sack. The moon dissolves in cloud. The seam of darkness again closes over you. Fatigue, hurry, patience, rest, wait, run. The sack bloodies, grows deeper, blacker, and heavier, and the bodies accumulate. Through wood, through grove, over field and plain, over meadow, over boor and usar, by forest and orchard, near village, beneath the serene glow of the city, that dome of unsteady illuminescence that shines over half the sky, into the thatch of darkness, into the maw of the night where the moon is the tongue and the stars the teeth, into the thin sea of ash and bone of the night, into the moment of the dream you smoothly tread, glide, half-naked and deadly with your lover's husband's bullets, shooting the scavengers until dawn, pitched fires around the city, the tooth of the sun, cuts into the lip of the day, and everything is visible again. Montal returns to the Gobind house with his sack half filled with the animal's snouts. Ashok receives them in silence and gives him bullets in return for them. Dara does not come out. It is too early to face him. 
she thinks it is all a dream, a shrewd nightmare, something she can put a stop to at any moment. A shrill tone sounds in her ears. Saturday, a day of forgetfulness ahead. No pity in this wilderness, a striving always ahead. Not here, but now, always. It has been always. The vice, the cruelty is the abject adoration, bringing flowers to the sun, spying out the witnesses of this betrothal, this mating of darkness. The essential rape, the engineered night, the pipes running to the empty fountains, the clay put in the descending garden. What is she to do? She can't guess what. What is there to guess? And why? Again, why? If she does think it now, will she have to think it later? Corpse-like, rigid testimonials to duty, the desire Ashok is so adept at releasing and incurring like guilt. Of course, there is the transformation into purity, into happiness, malevolent paradise, lion's dread, the vixen's monthly seclusion, the tired grasses bending to the waterless land. No cold beneath the pallor, her hand pale launching into mysteries, as though it had nothing to do with her. Ashok, where's the bag? Right here in my hand. Let me see it. Let me touch it. Heavy, it is surprising. Such corner, such black with the blood has dried, such misery, such laughter. The black snouts like marbles inside, lying, a tooth shining here and there, impossible sack of ugliness, of death, the death dealers, screaming scavengers. The bag is a tomb. It is filled with fetor, darkness, silence. The stench fills the hallway. It clouds her eyes. It clots in her lungs, like the smell of love. She dips her slim fingers into the sack and takes out several of the snouts and looks at them in the light of the day, the silk-white brilliance of the morning. They lie in her palm like fractions of a memory, balls of rot and smear, dead insects, beetles, pebbles from the Ganges, plugs of creosote and tar, crusts from the gutters. He has killed many of them, hasn't he?